0: Good morning. Well, it's Harvest Sunday, as Sammy said earlier on. So I wanted to talk to us this morning about God's gifts to us and why they mean we really don't need to worry. I don't know if you're a worrier. And what kind of things do you worry about? I wanted to ask that question to the children to begin with. So if you've got your um, paper and pencils or pens ready, you'll need those in a couple of minutes. Or you can write notes if you want to, to begin with. But I'll send you away with an activity in a moment. I just wanted to ask you that question to begin with. Are you a worrier? Do you worry about things? Because in our passage today, Jesus says to us, if you've got it open there, or if you remember hearing it read a couple of minutes ago, Jesus says, do not worry about your life. I wonder if you're a worrier, what kind of things you worry about? Maybe it's things like not finishing your homework on time, or what your teacher is going to say to you um, the next day. I don't know if they're nice or a little bit scary. Mine were kind of scary at school. I was often often a bit worried about them. Um, Maybe you're worried about what other kids will say to you, whether Um, whether you'll need another COVID test soon. I mean, they're pretty horrible, getting cotton buds stuck up your nose. They're a pretty scary thing. Maybe that's the kind of thing that worries you, or maybe you're kind of used to that already. You've had so many. There's lots of kind of things that worry us, big things, small things. And Jesus says, like we read just now, do not worry about your life. And then he teaches us a couple of lessons from birds and from flowers. I don't know if you've ever been woken up by birds, maybe on a camping trip or something like that, or maybe every morning. If you have your window open, you'll hear the birds early in the morning singing and sometimes it can be quite annoying, especially if you're camping. Like I remember a couple of times I'm camping near to a lake and there were ducks that lived on the lake and they would come walking past the tent, quacking really, really early in the morning. It was really annoying. But Jesus here doesn't tell us annoying things about birds. He tells us beautiful things about birds that they are looked after by God, that he cares for them. And if little birds get cared for by God, then of course he's going to Look after people like you, people like me, people who love him. Or think about flowers or leaves that might be dropping from the trees soon. One of my favourite things are skeleton leaves. Have you ever found one of those? They're leaves that have decomposed in a weird way, kind of without going rotten, they stay dry. And so all of the, it's like all the veins inside the leaf have stayed there while all the rest of the leaf has disappeared somehow. And so you get this skeleton leaf. It's a beautiful, fragile thing. So next time you're out for a walk, pick up a flower, not from somebody's garden. I mean, just like a weed from the side of the road or pick up some leaves and just look at the colours. Look at how carefully God has created those. And Jesus says to us, look at those wild things. Nobody puts them in their gardens. They're just weeds on the side of the road or leaves that fall from the trees. But they teach us the lesson that God cares. He clothes them. It's as if he gives them beautiful colours to wear and beautiful ways of being knitted together. And if he cares enough about them to make them beautiful, the little weeds you find on the side of the road, then of course he's going to look after and care for us. So we really don't need to worry. Jesus wants us to trust him. Whatever it is you're worried about, tonight you can go to bed and sleep peacefully because Jesus is trustworthy. He leads us to his heavenly father. Who gives us really good gifts and harvest time is a picture of that harvest is when we well mostly the farmers but sometimes us in our gardens too when we pick stuff from the gardens from the fields and God gives us food to eat it's a bit like he opens up the kitchen cupboards and says come on here's another year of my provision for you harvest is a time where we remember God providing for us I wonder if you've picked anything from your gardens Um, this year or from the hedgerows have you been out blackberry hunting and making crumbles and that kind of thing this time of year from our garden this year we picked um, strawberries we had lots of batches of strawberry jam earlier in the summer we picked potatoes we're still going through those trying to keep them um, cozy and dry in the shed so they don't get moldy we've been picking raspberries recently and putting them in the freezer we've been oh, we've been given some chilies as well recently. So we made some chili jam. It's a little bit spicy. I, I don't know if you've picked stuff from your gardens or been out to the hedgerows or just seeing the farmers at work in the field. Well, this time, harvest time, is a reminder, just like the birds, just like the flowers, that God loves to give good gifts to his children. He loves to look after the people who love him. So there's an encouragement for us today to think about God as our father, who loves to look after us. So whenever you worry, whatever it is, if it's about food, if it's about clothes, if it's about homework, if it's about COVID and tests, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's really big worries that are quite serious. Or maybe it's just little things day by day that that get you feeling a bit anxious. Whatever it is, you can bring those to God and ask him to help you have peace because he's a good God who loves to give good gifts to his children. So this is the task that I want you to do. In the next 15 minutes or so, I'm going to talk to, um, to the adults. You're welcome to listen in as well. But you've got about 15 minutes before I'm done and we carry on singing or praying or whatever comes next. Um, you've got 15 minutes to take your paper, take your pens and go away and draw a picture of the, your f- most favourite thing that God has given to you. A gift that God has given to you. It could be anything in your life. A gift God has given to you that you're really thankful for. Um, go and draw a picture of that, and then maybe see if you can take a photo of it and post it up on Facebook or send it to us. would love to see a picture of those. Okay, you can head off and do that. Um, but I wanted to ask adults, or anybody else who's listening, exactly the same question I just asked the children. Do you worry? Do you ever worry about stuff? I imagine the answer to that is well, obviously yes. All of us are worriers, at least pretty much everybody I know, worries about stuff at some point. So what kind of things do you worry about? Maybe it is homework and COVID tests and that kind of stuff for you as well. Or maybe it's bigger, kind of adult-sized worries. Maybe you're worried about your children for some reason. I mean they they worry us from birth way into later life once they flow in the nest, don't they? In all sorts of different ways. Maybe it's not your children you're worried about, maybe it's your parents. Maybe it's other relationships that you have, friendships or romantic relationships, or work relationships. Maybe it is work that really worries you or lack of work, or finances generally, or illness, or the end of life and death. Worries really are things that get us down, don't they? We live in, people talk about the age of anxiety, or um, John Mayer wrote a song not too long ago uh, talking about the age of worry, trying to get people to kind of stand strong and fight back against worry. Well, Jesus does that today, not just with a, a song, but with real truth, Jesus, like I read to the children, says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Jesus doesn't want us to live in the age of worry. W.H. Auden, he was a poet writing kind of around the time of the Second World War. Um, he, he was putting down in words what people felt at that time when things were changing, when war was on the horizon, where Hitler was rising, where everything was changing, where it felt like huge storm clouds of worry. I mean, really big worries were on the horizon and they didn't know what to do about it. He wrote poems like, well, the whole book called The Age of Anxiety. Or one poem, which is called 1st of September, 1939, The Day the War Broke Out. And this is a verse from that poem. It says, faces along the bar, cling to their average day. The lights must never go out. The music must always play. All the conventions conspire to make this fort assume the furniture of home lest we shall see where we are, lost in a haunted wood, children afraid of the night, who've never been happy or good. W. H. Auden is trying to put into words that feeling of anxiety, of wanting to be at home, wanting to be safe, wanting to be at peace, but just knowing that we couldn't be. I wonder if you ever feel that. A couple of weeks ago, I was talking about how... how Darkness, Satan and evil want us to live on a silent planet, a planet where we don't talk to God, where we're cut off from each other, even cut off from ourselves, but mostly cut off from our heavenly father. Well, today you could think about it not just as a silent planet, but a planet choked by anxiety, that we live in a city of anxiety. And when Jesus talks about worry or anxiety, and he talks about it a lot in this passage, he's not just talking about a feeling or an emotion that kind of we experience privately kind of inside my own heart is that of course that's what worry is but jesus is also talking about this kind of organizing principle of the world a structure if you like it's it's like a master like an atmosphere that we breathe in in our world so somebody's written anxiety keeps the stores open 24 7. Anxiety keeps the highways busy until the wee hours of the morning. Anxiety keeps people working late at the office. Anxiety is what built the skyscrapers. Anxiety is what drives consumer spending. It's the atmosphere of the world outside of God's kingdom. You see, that's what Jesus is saying here. Jesus is announcing a new kingdom that's coming into this world, into the age of anxiety, that's supposed to bring peace. That's supposed to let you breathe, just for a minute. In fact, not just for a minute, for eternity. Jesus is bringing a new city, a new kingdom. He's come, talking about saying that the kingdom has come and you can be a part of it, a place where you can breathe, a place where you can trust God's provision, a place where you don't have to be in control, a place where you have a bigger vision that's beyond the basic daily needs that we so often spend our time worrying about and chasing after and running out, running after Jesus wants us not to worry. He says it four times in this passage. Verse 22, do not worry about your life. Verse 25, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? Verse 26, turned over the page. Verse 26, since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry? Or verse 29, do not set your heart on what you'll eat or drink. Don't worry about it. Do you see? Jesus wants to bring you into a kingdom of peace, a place where we don't need to worry, where we know we can bring all of our troubles, all of our anxieties to him because he cares for us. It says that in 1 Peter 5. 1 Peter 5 verse 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He cares, God cares for you. Jesus gives us some beautiful pictures. We've already mentioned them to the kids a couple of minutes ago. Picture of the birds, picture of weeds and how beautiful they are, these kind of afterthought things that God has made beautiful. And this strange challenge to try and add a day to your life or an inch to your height. We'll get to those in a minute, but first of all, I just wanted to unpick why it is that we worry. So I've got two points that we're gonna look through briefly today. Why do we worry? The reasons that we worry. I've got three of those that come from this passage. And then what's the solution to worrying? Three others that come from this passage. Okay, so first of all, why do we worry? Well, we worry because we forget that this world is a gift. That's one thing that we learn from the birds and from um, the flowers, that this world is a gift. We often feel that we have to work for everything, that we have to chase after food and clothing and all these things that we need for daily life and beyond daily life. We often feel like we have to get it for myself, that I'm really the one in control. I'm the one who has to work harder. I'm the one who has to work smarter and wiser to read the right kind of self-help books, follow the right kind of Instagram self-help people, um, follow the right advice, just work a little bit harder, more disciplined. And if I could just do that, then I'd be okay. Then I'd have enough. Then I would be safe. We forget that this world is a gift. The birds know that. I mean, they still work to collect the food, but God's the one who gives it to them. The um, lilies of the field, that's, uh, that would, was one of the wild things that grew along the side of the roads um, in Jesus' days. They don't worry about what they're wearing. They don't spin. Um, they have their clothing, their colours, their beautiful shades and how they're put together. So it's such a lovely way. These wild things are clothed by God as a gift, but we often forget that. And so we try and control our way through life. That's the second thing. The reason that we worry is that we think we're in control and then realize that we're not. So first is we forget that the world is a gift. The second is that we think we're in control and then we realize that we're not. Somebody wrote it like this, that anxiety is driven by a very simple insight. The insight that we're limited creatures and that the future sets the boundary for our limitations. If you know that you can't manage the future, yet you try to manage the future, so you know you're not in control, but you try and have some control, there can only be one result, anxiety. This is the way of the world, and it's what drives people to, like it says um, in, in verse 29, to eagerly, so verse 30, to eagerly run after food and clothing, to be searching and hunting and always working, always trying to be in control, always trying to be safe, but never quite getting there. That's the root of a lot of our worries, because I behave, I'm in control. I try and add time to my life, an inch to my height, but I can't do it. So I get angry. I get frustrated. I want the traffic to be like this. I reckon my life should go like that. I think this relationship, that person should have done this for me. We try and get control and then realize we're not in control. And that makes us frantic and anxious and angry and frustrated. We want to plan things out. And yet, there are so many different complications and ways things could go wrong. And so we worry. There's the first two reasons. The third is that we set our ambitions too low. Do you see what Jesus said um, right at the beginning of our passage? He said, Isn't life more than food, in verse 23, and the body more than clothes? Or we'll back up in the bit before we read, he says, Look, the life doesn't consist in the abundance of possessions in verse 15 there's more to life than stuff that you have or in verse 31 seek his kingdom and all these things will be added to you as well that jesus seems to be calling us to a higher purpose the fact that we worry is a sign that our ambitions are just too low that we end up chasing after things in this world things that are only matter food and possessions clothes, the way that other people think about us, our health, all these kind of things that really belong just to this life now that we can't take with us into eternity, that aren't going to be forever, that are important, but they're not the most important thing. We end up setting our sights on those and saying really that that's all that matters. So you could put it like this. We think that matter is what matters. Food, clothing, that kind of stuff. And so if that's all that matters, if that's all you're focusing on, then it really, really matters, doesn't it? If there's no God, if there's no anything beyond this, if there's no higher purpose to living than just to experience stuff or have a full tummy or wear clothes or experience pleasure or have other people having a high opinion of me, if that's all that there is to life, then, then getting those things really matters. If matter is all that there is, then it really, really matters. And so when we don't get those things, we get frantic and worried and anxious and we feel like we're missing out on life. But if there's something else beyond all that, if there's a higher purpose, if there really is a kingdom to seek after, that's much more important. That's really the purpose of life. And if it's possible to be a part of that kingdom, if it's possible to even to be given that kingdom, so you don't even have to earn it, then all those other things, these matter stuff, then they matter a little bit less. Do you see that? If this life is all that there is, then it really is all that matters. And you have to experience as much of it now. It really is life or death. Experience it, do it, take it, make it yours, earn it, win it. Everything re- d- relies on right now, unless there's a higher purpose, unless there's a God that you belong to, unless there's a God who's a good father, who gives you all that you need and says, come and be a part of my kingdom. And I'll give those things to you as well but there's a higher calling for you. Come and be a part of it. And that's what we have. You see, those three problems. That we think we're in control, um, but we're really not. That we forget that God is a good giver, that he gives good gifts to his children, and that we set our ambitions just too low. Matter is too important to us. It's all that matters. So what's the solution? Well, it's not just to stop worrying. It's not that at all. It's also not to think that all of our worry and anxiety is just down to some kind of spiritual miscalculation or spiritual problem that we have there are people in our church and perhaps some of you listening to this right now who have problems with anxiety that aren't down to just stuff in your environment or stuff that you believe um, your anxiety is down to stuff that's going on in the chemistry in your brain or stuff that has um traumatized you in the past or stuff that that really you need to go and talk to a doctor or a counselor about that is going to take a lot more work solving than me just talking to you for 15-20 minutes. Um, You have anxiety, so I'm not saying to you, you know, stop taking your pills and just believe in Jesus a little bit harder or something like that. No, I know, I'm fully aware that there's anxiety that goes much deeper um, kind of into our physical bodies as well as into our minds and uh, that gets quite complicated. So I'm not saying that that doesn't exist or that that's not a thing because it really is. It obviously is. And God wants us to be people who take hold of um, of all kinds of wisdom, of medicine, uh, of the help of counsellors, of all these different gifts that he's given to us in the world to help us be whole people. So don't let, um, don't hear me saying that those things aren't important or that we should kind of try and find other solutions. But um, keep on trusting Jesus um, and also take your medicine. Go and visit the doctor. Okay. But if it's not a medical thing if it's kind of the everyday normal anxiety that we have then what are the solutions Well, we've talked about some of them already the solution is we need a new city if we used to live if we still live in this old city of anxiety then we need to be a part of a city of peace we need a new kingdom with a new king and that's who jesus is he is the king whose kingdom is erupting into this world erupting with peace and beauty and light and provision Jesus is inviting us into that kind of place, into a new world, a kingdom where God's future world arrives in the present. Not quite fully yet, but at least seeds of it arrive in the present, in our hearts. And it's a kingdom not driven by anxiety and needing to grab and get and win. It's a kingdom where the atmosphere is trust. Within God's kingdom, our future is secure. Within God's kingdom, we know that everything is under control, his control. In God's kingdom, we know that our heavenly father will always care for us, that Jesus's wisdom is true wisdom because of that. So we need a new perspective. God is the father who gives to us like he gives to the birds, like he gives to the grass. He gives generously to us. So cast your anxieties on him because he cares for you. That's our first solution is to remember that God gives good gifts. He's a heavenly father. Two, that I'm not in control, but I need to trust the one who is. In God's kingdom, he's in control. He's the one who adds or takes away. He's the one who gives us the time for our lives. Our lives are in his hands, so we should trust ourselves into his hands. That's what we should do with worry. Got three practical things to do to help us to do that from this passage. First one is to go bird watching. And um, go and look at birds, watch them through your binoculars, through your window, and go and have a look at how God provides for them. Two, get out into the garden and look at the flowers. Go and try and find yourself some beautiful leaves, some beautiful weeds. See how much God clothes them and trust him that he'll clothe and look after you. And then the third one, try growing. That little verse um, where Jesus says, can you add a year to your life? You could also translate it, can you add an inch or a foot to your height? And you can't by worrying. So next time you're awake at night worrying, try really hard to start growing. That's Jesus' challenge for us today. Just try, start growing and then um, go downstairs, mark your height on a doorpost or something and then try it next time. See if when you're awake at night you can just grow just a little inch or a couple of millimeters or something like that and you'll find, I mean it's obvious isn't it, it's a silly thing, you can't grow, you can't even add an inch to your height, a centimeter, a millimeter to your heart by worrying, it's pointless. So trust God, relinquish control because you didn't have it anyway and trust the one who really is in control. This is just three silly Um, funny little things to help us when we're worrying. Look at the birds, how God looks after them. Look at the flowers, how God clothes them. And just try growing. And you'll see how pointless that is. So stop worrying, at least try to, and put it into God's hands instead. The last thing we can do is something for us to go and think about and work out through the rest of our lives. It's this final verse of the passage to to seek God's kingdom first. To seek his kingdom and experience how all these things will be given to us as well. God calls us to be a part of his kingdom, to pray for his kingdom, to prioritise the values of his kingdom. It's not an exchange where, you know, we scratch his back and he scratches ours. No, God gives us generously as a gift, everything, even his own son, so that we'd be forgiven, so that we'd be drawn close, so that even when we do lose out in this life, when we give up things for him, ultimately we know that we're safe. Ultimately we, kn- we know that he provides for us ultimately no, we know that if we're seeking him we'll find him if we're asking for his kingdom to come he'll give it and he'll make it come if we're asking him to be the biggest priority of our lives to be the highest thing that we care for if we're asking for those things then of course he'll say yes and everything else will be added unto us as well so don't worry and don't just let me hear hear me saying that and kind of try hard not to worry no, take those worries to God. Whatever you have, try and have a higher purpose. Come and say, Lord, I don't want to just be busy worrying about these daily things. I want to have your purposes as my highest purposes. Help me fix my eyes on you. Come and pray and say, Lord, would you help me learn lessons from birds and flowers and from everyday things? That you look after them, so you'll look after me. And help me not to worry about controlling everything. Help me to put things in your hands and let you take control as the God who's in control of all things. Let's pray. Lord, we do pray that you would help these things settle into our hearts, that we wouldn't worry. We pray you'd help us to look around at your creation, to look to you as our Heavenly Father, and Lord, to seek your kingdom above all things, that we would be people who are no peace, as citizens of your city of peace, with a Heavenly Father who loves us and is worthy of our trust. Amen.